Bee Dixon is the founder of The Honeypot, the plant-derived feminine wellness line providing healthy alternatives to traditional feminine care products. Stay with us as we discuss Bee's vision, her brand philosophy, and how The Honeypot became a leading player in the wellness space. Hi everyone, welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who put some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. I decided to launch this podcast as a founder, keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. And I believe in collaboration over competition, as I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you're an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guest for today, B. Dixon. She is the founder of The Honeypot, the first complete feminine care system powered by herbs. B launched the brand in 2014 after having experienced bacterial vaginosis for eight years, eager to find a solution. She began experimenting with hermal formulas when she dreamt of an ancestor who cited a list of plant-derived ingredients she could use to heal herself, and it worked. Today, the honeypot is at the forefront of the wellness space, hailed for its integrity and complete range of products. With B recognized as a leading African-American female entrepreneur featuring in the Forbes Top 100 Female Founders, Goldman Sachs' 100 Most Intriguing Entrepreneurs, and Inc.'s Magazine's Top 100 Women Entrepreneurs. And these are just a few, to name it. So B, you're an absolute powerhouse, and I cannot wait for a conversation today. <laughs> so thank you for being with us. <laughs> thank you. I'm grateful to be here. So, you know, I asked all my guests the same question. I'm going to ask you, who, in a nutshell, is B? Damn, that's a hard question to answer. I am an energy and a soul that is having a human experience, you know? I got goosebumps. That might be one of my huh? favorite answers. You know, everyone starts with like, I'm an Aquarius. I'm with this. No hate to that. That's cool. <laughs> but I feel like I'm ready. We're going to get, this is going to be a great conversation. I come from yeah. a very spiritual, soulful background. So for me, just for you to say that, I'm like, Oof, Yeah, because yes. it's, it's hard to sum yourself up with like man-made words and shit, yeah. you know? And, and it's always evergreen, ever-changing, right? Like, it is. Yeah. But that is the thing that's constant. Oh, I love that. So, I mean, I kind of always start, I want to get into the honeypot story and how it started, but I like to kind of start at kind of beginning to see how we build up to that um yeah. can you tell us a little bit about sort of your upbringing where you're born and raised and kind of those early memories of of beauty I guess for you growing yeah, up. yeah I I was born in Arlington Virginia we lived in the DMV until I was 10 mm. and then we moved to Phoenix Arizona and I lived there from 10 to 20 21 something like that I had to get out of there um, <laughs> nothing was wrong with Phoenix. I, I just think that it's, it's an interesting place to grow up. You know, I, I know that we're all human beings and all those things, but like to be young, black and yeah. gifted Phoenix is beautiful, but it's very suburban, Yeah, you know, but I grew up there. It was in order for me to grow up there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful. I mean, you know, I, I went to school. I did everything that everybody else did. Yeah. My mother raised me to be a hard worker. I started working probably at like 14, 15. Yeah. Um, my first job was at McDonald's. You know, I remember when I was a junior in high school, I was never into like sports and things like that. I'm tall, so people always assume that. I tried to play basketball. I was the worst at it. <laughs> I tried to play volleyball. 
wasn't really great at that either. Yeah. You know, but I was yeah. like in the speech club. I was yeah. in Future Business Leaders of America, which is interesting. I actually got accepted to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising my junior year in high school, but it was too expensive. I mean, it cost just yeah. as much money to go there as it did to go to medical school, you know? Wow, yeah. No, no, no offense to FIDM. It just, it, at that time, it felt like a, yeah. a mini fortune. <laughs> my mom was like, this is cute, bitch, but how are you going to pay for this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, and this is the reality, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, you have to sometimes wonder like, okay, is it, is this going to give me what I need? Or is there other avenues? Because that's a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. 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 So it just, it didn't feel like that was the way to go. Hmm. Uh, and so I didn't. I then thought that I would go to school to be a doctor, but I started my pre-med and I hated it. Yeah. I worked in pharmacy for 10 years. Then I decided that wasn't the kind of healing that I wanted to contribute to to the world. Hmm. It, it's a respectful profession, but it just wasn't right for me. Yeah. And then I moved to Atlanta and that's where I became an adult. And I read like, uh, maybe I'm fast forwarding a bit, but like you can tell me if there's a story before it, but about the first like hair show in Atlanta and you saw like some 600 bottles. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, that was uh, when we launched Honeypot, technically. We, okay, we went yeah. to the Bronner Brothers hair show in Atlanta. Yeah. It's, it wasn't the first one at all, but it was our first one. Uh, but we felt like that was the best place for us to launch because there was nothing but humans with vaginas walking around. Turned out to be right. Yeah. Um, we made 600 bottles and then we sold all 600 bottles within a matter of a weekend. And that's what told us that we had something with Honeypot. Let's go deeper. So you said we made 600 bottles. Like, so how was this made and, and how did you start? Because even that 600 bottles, you're going to have some initial capital that you need to, to create those. And, you know. No, <laughs> it's funny. It was made in the kitchen in the beginning. Oh, I, I it wasn't it. like we it's so good. We we were thugging it, man. We had a little a little production line and I used to make everything myself, you know, and so we just bought all the ingredients and the labels and the bottles and the caps and the shrink wraps and the all the things that you can imagine. Um the things to set up the booth. We had to pay for the booth. My brother and my other chosen brother, Troy, they came up with $20,000. Uh, and that's how we paid for Wow. It. That's amazing. Yeah. Insane. And yeah. this was um, in 2013, like that rough that time. So like 20, 20, yeah. 2014. 2014, yeah. So, so did, mm-hmm. did you sort of, because did you have, and I, I, I didn't even have a business plan when I started, but did you think about like, oh, I need to like think about this as like a viable business? Or did you just go with that gut of like, I'll, I'll, make this money I need to price it this way like how did you decide what to do well we we have been working on honeypot for about from 2012 all the Mm. way up until that moment 2012 we got articles of incorporation to make it an LLC Mm. Uh, I had a little bit of business experience had nothing the kind of business experience wasn't at all what this was it was in the service business I had a cleaning business but I did everything the right way when I did that right did the EIN number, got the Articles of Incorporation. And my brother is a CPA by trade. Oh, wow. He he like, so he, whatever I didn't know how to do, he knew how to do. He's my co-founder. And we, you know, we just, we just got it done. We just did the thing. But did we know if we wanted to be a C-Corp or, a, or an LLC or what? Like, you know, we, we were just an LLC at that point. We still are, frankly. Um, you know, but... The thing to understand about Honey Pie is 
it wasn't like one of us had went to business school. My brother went to one of the best accounting schools yeah. in, in the United States, mm. right? Um, and he 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 has a master's, he has all his things. But it, you know, going to that type of school and going to business school is completely different. Honeypot was never uh it was never like we should start a business yeah, yeah, yeah. so that we can make Ex-ma-wise. a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was never it was never like that. It was like the ancestors told us what to do, told me what to do, and we did it. I get it. Yeah. If you look back at like the most successful businesses today um, that have been started historically in the past, right? There was no business school people went to. There wasn't. Yeah. And, and, and most of them have been family businesses in the past, right? Just because that. Right. And like I, I can relate. I mean, I, I'm in business with my sister. Um, I did it. I went to an engineering school. Uh, you know, I never. It's not like I grew up being like, Nikki, I'm going to work with you when we're older. We're going to create, we're going to sell shampoos and conditioners. And she's like, let's go. Uh, so even when like, literally the, the business started for us when, but unfortunately both my grandmas passed away that same year. And, you know, then we kind of thought about those memories of my grandma massaging these oils. And I was like, that's a story that we need to not let die, you know, that, that we need to continue their legacy and also many generations to come. Why is there no... Indian Ayurvedic brand in these Sephora's and these altars and all these places doesn't make any sense. Especially this is like 5,000 year olds, like oldest ancient science in one of the in ways. So right. it was, that was like sort of like our, our, our first six months to nine months are like, was the purpose, the why, the passion, the understanding of the heritage, not a business plan. And that is actually something I'm so grateful I didn't go to business school because they was, that wouldn't even be in the curriculum. That would be like, uh, you don't start with that. You start with PNL, you know? But that's probably what worked for both of us, right? We didn't know what was right and what was wrong. We we just were like, you know what? Fuck let's it. Just let's it. just go out in the world and see what happens, you know? That's when magic happens. Yeah. So I have to ask you then, like, obviously similar to me, like not saying like, you know, growing up saying, I'm going to work with you, bro. But like, how did you first decide to do it together? Like, what was that first conversation? Because I'm curious. So Simon and I are chosen brother and sister, which means that we adopted oh, ourselves. Amazing. It, it just made sense, yeah. right? Like he was always the person that I went to. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, he He was always, not only was he the person that I went to, but he was the person that was there for me really with no strings attached, mm. you know, it, it would have been weird trying to do that with somebody I completely, else. I get it. I can, th- th- that's what, and that's why it doesn't my blood, not blood. It's, it's that family, right? That it doesn't, it's that trust that goes beyond this. You don't have to even put it in words. It's just, it's an understanding. We, 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 we never had a contract that said, this is how much equity I have. Mm. This is how much equity you have. Yeah. You know, we ended up yeah. having that. <laughs> you do need it eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, but but I'm just saying, like, it never was really about that in the yeah. beginning. It, it was just like, let's just create something that's beautiful and that's going to work and that's going to benefit humanity. And then let's just see how the shit shakes out, you know? And then here we are, you know? But yeah. yeah. So, so the name, the name, yeah. the honeypot, what was the inspiration? Hilarious. Was driving down the street in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. And there was a band poster, like on a, you know, I was like stapled to like a light pole. <laughs> and, and the band was called the Honey Pot Band. And I was like, Eureka, duh. That is, <laughs> you know, and the funniest thing is, is I always like, I, I do this podcast. I've done like 250 founders. The amount of founders that have created their name from being on a car ride, it, I couldn't make a book about it. Like I was with Bobby Brown the other day and I was like, how did you create Jones Road? She's like, I was looking at my ways 
and there was Jones Road. And I was like, is that it? That's amazing. But it's, not, it's like, it's crazy how I'm telling you, there's something about car rides and business ideas, like long car rides. And you know what it is? It's meditative. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Because when you're, when you're driving, mm. you have to just drive. And you, and you know, you're, you're not on your phone. You're not on your, you're not talking, you know, you're yeah. just like with thoughts. And then obviously the, the road. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's so exactly. true. So tell us about then, I'm going to leave the floor to you to just talk about a bit about the journey, your first few products and sort of where the brand is today. Our first few products were actually our Volvo washes. That's what we were known for. That's how we got started. You know, those are those are like beloved mm. honeypot sensitive washes, the number one wash in America, which I'm really wow. grateful for. Yeah, which is it's crazy. You know, as we went on, we realized that we couldn't just make washes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because like then somebody's only coming back to you yeah. every maybe four to six weeks, depending on how often they wash and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm. And so and these are vulva washes, by the way. These are not vagina washes. They do not go inside the body. So this is an external wash. We, you know, eventually, like, when, when talking about our own products, when we went to market with things that were other than washes is actually when we got into Target. Mm. We launched Honey Pot. We technically launched Honey Pot in 2012. We took it to the general public in 2014. And then in uh, 2017 is when we got into Target. Yeah. And so when we got into Target, we went in with our washes in yep. Normal Sensitive, and we also developed a line of wipes. So we went in with Normal and Sensitive wipes, and then um, and then six months later, we were able to get our herbal menstrual pads in. And our herbal menstrual pads are really beautiful. Mm. They're infused with mint, aloe, rose, petunia, lavender. Um, they're really, really amazing. You know, they are pretty much the one of a kind. Like the, this is when you think of mass market, yeah. herbal menstrual pads really, they don't exist in the mass market channel. Um, there are other herbal pads on the market, but as it relates to being a, an herbal menstrual pad and being as big as Honey Pot is, we are the only of its kind mm. at this moment. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, one, one, one day. Things will change, right? Because things always, always do. And, you know, and so that that was really much our portfolio. But, you know, one of the things that Honey Pot is known for is innovation. Uh, we have never, never, ever shied away from it. Um, you know, we went on to create a boric acid and herb suppository, a, a um, non-medicated herbal vulva cream. Uh, we have really beautiful sexual wellness products that actually just launched this year. We have lubricants that have been out for water-based lubricants that have been out for a couple of months. Um, we make an OTC monograph medicine. So this is actually medicine um, and cosmetic uh, line for itching. So we have an anti-itch cream, anti-itch spray, anti-itch wipe. The cream has hydrocortisone as the active. And then the thing that makes our anti-itch cream different than what you see on the market, on the conventional market, is our anti-itch cream has really beautiful inactive ingredients. So, right, so you're, you're getting the medicine, which is what you need right now, but you're getting those inactives that is actually helping your skin at a cellular level. You know, so we, we just, so now our line has grown you know, maybe to be about 75 or 80 items. If you were to calculate all the SKUs and all the things, because, you know, we make herbal pads, we make non-herbal pads, we make tampons. Um, we make a lot of different types of products for the vagina and the vulva. 
you know, if you quantified all of it, it would be closer to like 90 products. But if you just go skew for skew, it's like 75. That's crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably crazy looking back to those early days and then seeing like one product, two product to now looking at the assortment. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's always, I guess, like such a humble experience to see the growth, but it's funny how also the heroes still govern and, 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 and rightly so. I think it's good to have a business where you have absolutely your excuse. core is the most important. Yeah, people come back for that and they shop around it and your loyal customers will try everything. And I think it's great. But one thing I, I love what you guys do out of the brick and mortar, I mean, you know, you're in Walmart, Target and all these amazing retailers is especially on your D2C, like your education uh, point of view is so like but your podcast your, your your blog it's really great to see that have you found that's been something that has been resonating a lot with your community the education part yeah yeah I think you know we always joke and say education is our first product yeah. it's the one that we give away for free um, and to me it's the most important right because it's good for humans to have access to information even if they don't choose to go with honeypot, like, you know, I, I'm, we're not salesy. Um, we, we feel that the product should stand on their own two feet. We feel that, um, you know, we feel, we feel very strongly about organic growth, right? So you're never going to see us do anything. that's like, buy honeypot, but it's never going to be like no. that. Right. Because, People should be able to make their own conscious choice based off of the information that you give them. Um, and, you know, and our goal is to always give people the who, the why, the what, the when of, of how you use our products, when you use our products, why you use our products. Yeah. Right. What what is a what is a healthy pH of a, of a, of a vagina? What is the difference between a, a vagina and a vulva? Right. Like they're 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 connected, you know, like. We've always heard doctors say that the vagina is a self-cleaning oven. Yeah, but the vul- what's left off, though, is that the vulva is not a self-cleaning oven, right? And so, you know, that that's just one example. But it's really important for us to have these conversations with the humans that we're serving. And then, too, I think it's important because it helps people to destigmatize. Exactly. Yeah. This is just normal shit that happens on a daily basis. Yep. You, you may take some antibiotics and then you get a yeast infection. Well, what happens if you get a yeast infection? That's not anything you should be ashamed of. Yeah. You should just be able to go to the pharmacy and be like, yo, I got a yeast infection. What do I need to do? You know what yeah, I mean? Or whatever, exactly. right? Or call your doctor and just say it. You know, these things happen. Unfortunately, diseases happen. Herpes is a thing. HIV is a thing. AIDS is a thing. Diabetes is a thing, right? And all of these things based on the medication you're taking or based on the side effect of what's happening inside your body can cause for vaginal issues to happen, right? This is not a thing that you should be ashamed of, you know? And then lastly, I'll say, I think another thing that's really important to us is to accept people for who they are and where they are in their journey, right? Not every human that that is a vagina owner actually identifies as being a woman, Mm. right? And, and not everybody agrees with that, you know, but I feel like it ain't none of my business to tell you who and what you are. Exactly. You know who and what you are and you should have the right and and the privilege and and the respect to 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 choose who you want to be and show up at in this life. Yep. Right. Exactly. Um, I, I have no idea what it feels like to be a human 
that has a woman's body, but inside you know that you're a man. Exactly. Right. Or or you don't even feel like you do have a gender. Right. Like you should be respected in that choice. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's one of the things that we've done really since the beginning. We say human a lot. Um, we, we, we use we use we call things what they are. We say vagina. We say vulva. Yeah. We say what the you know, what infections are and when they are. And we say pH. We say all the things, you know, that we need to say to give respect to these body parts and to give respect to the body as a whole and to the human that owns this body. And it, and it, it kind of goes back to your, also your, your, I don't know what the word you've got, either a, a mission statement or like a statement where it's a, uh, I think you guys even trademarked it, where it's made by humans with vaginas for humans with vaginas. Yes. And I think that's beautiful that even now hearing you say that, it makes me like, I, did, I actually read that without thinking that you even use the word humans. Probably it's a good thing. It just means I read it like as is. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but now I'm like, oh, that's so like, even the words and the verbiage and building a community that feels heard and seen and respected um, is, is, is sort of, I wouldn't say it's our job, but it's, it's our must as a brand to make sure we're being as inclusive and respectful to our community. So whether that's your social media posts, your taglines, your verbiage. And I find that's something, I, I don't know how you feel going off a bit off tangent, but like sometimes I'll, I'll go to retailers, right? And like I'll always hear the word she or, um, and yeah. I was, I used to work at Dior for many years and we'd always call her. And even for me with my brand, I'm like, I use my brand. I'm not, I've classified as a he, him. So like, why are we using these verbiage yeah. that is going to just right. put more and more into this, um, kind of what is understood as, as a norm and not. Um, and it gets, yeah. it gets to me sometimes. Do you, do you ever feel sometimes with your stakeholders, maybe, maybe it's investors, maybe it's retailers, maybe it's customers, that you have to sometimes educate a lot about standing up for what you believe in, in the brand? I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think I, we just put up a post the other day mm. And, you know, I, I can't remember what the post is because I, I actually, actually I have it right here. It's like you may have noticed on our products, we say humans with vaginas instead of women. Yes. We, we many, That's the and one. We many times question, get the question, why? And then I love how you, I'm going to put the link so people can go to your Instagram and see it. But I love that. Yeah. You know, that's so yeah. And, and there were people in there that commented. You know, I, I won't say that their comments were negative. I just saw one, but they, but, <laughs> yeah. but they, but they came from a place of, oh, I'm sorry, I thought this was for women. And like, mm. look, if you're gonna respect people who are choosing how and who and what they want to be called or how they want to be seen, mm. you also have to respect people that have a different opinion. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I don't agree with that. I, you know, I, I am from, I am from the school of everybody should just like choose who they want to be because that's their business. That's their, that's, you know, they're the only ones that are walking in their shoes. You know, I think that it's sad when people don't honor people in that way because we all want to be honored and respected, you know? And so it's not for us to, to, to choose a side. You know, we, we like to remain neutral with respect to. Exactly. Right. That's it. I mean, I think I think in a lot of ways we do choose our side, but um, but 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 we have to honor and respect when people don't agree with that choice. Yeah. Right. That that's their journey. That that that's their life. Um, you know, I like I said earlier, it's none of my business mm-hmm. what somebody calls themselves, how they feel, how they want to show up in the world like that. That's not a. I know what I want to be called and how I want to be served yeah. and how I want to be seen. Yeah. 
And it, it is a great indication to me if somebody cannot treat me the way that I want to be treated. Yeah. That means that you aren't a person that I need to surround myself with. Exactly. That's nothing for us to talk about. Yeah. That's just, that, got it. Move on. And that's it. And hopefully they, they, they learn. And the more people do that around them, the more they'll be willing to, to learn that this is, uh, it's all we're asking is just to respect other people's opinion on themselves. You know, not what they uh, want you to change. It's what you, they deserve to be treated, which is, it's actually like crazy that this conversation needs to be had, but I completely, um, I'm with you. And, uh, I think when you have brands that are custodians of products that can go to millions of people, I think it's, it's sort of important that we hold ourselves accountable with every touch point we do, whether it's an email to a verbiage on, on, on products that we are thinking about being respectful and being obviously relevant to the current times because things are, moving a lot and changing a lot. And I think it's important to be agile to where we are today and where we will be tomorrow okay. as well. And that, that's something's hard to, you know, sometimes I get my team and they're like, oh, we're not going to make a change for two, or like we'll plan an 18 month launch or two year launch. I'm like, we can always, you know, change it last minute because we, that's the world we live in for any reason, right? You have to be agile. Right. Um, it's hard, it's expensive, but it's important. It's exhausting. I know that's the only that's the only problem is and, and when you go we know the story when you go to retail we're like woohoo we've got sales and woohoo we've got more problems it's like that's the main issue um but that's a whole other podcast but one thing I do want to spend time on because I think it's so important is um I love the phrase um cake you have like c-a-k-e uh, which is connection access kindness and education that you have really great kind of uh, missions and initiatives that you have with Honeypot. Uh, do you mind sharing a few of them that you've been doing over the last years? Yeah. We wanted to create a social impact arm of our business, um, not necessarily to create our own organization, just because we don't really have the time to be running an organization, right? We're running a business. So we made, so, so our thought was let's partner with some, with some organizations that are doing really beautiful work. Um, you know, and so, we partnered with, um, we, we have four partners right now. We partner with the Georgie Badiel Foundation. Um, Georgie Badiel Foundation is really beautiful because Georgie, um, when she was a child, she grew up in Burkina Faso and she used to walk a couple of hours a day, sometimes a few times a day to just go pick up water. This was the same water that the animals drank this was the same water that, you know, it, it like it it wasn't necessarily clean water, yeah. right? I, I know and probably it wasn't just water to drink, but water to, you know, just it sanitation. Water for everything. Yeah, everything, yeah. It's it's water for the food you're gonna eat that day. It's water for the for your shower. It's water for it's water for everything, water for you to drink. And and it, and and as a little girl, you know, you're carrying a a big drum. On your head, we we just had her foundation last year, and um, or or a gala, excuse me. We just had a gala last year. She does it one every year, um, and she actually had the drums that with with the with the water and everything in it, so that people can oh, wow. understand. So good. And then they have I forget what it's called, but it's like this thing. It's like round. And they put it on their head and then that's what you put the water on top of, right? And it's always the women 
yeah, yeah. in the village. It's, same it's, in India. It's yeah, it's it's, yep. it's always the same story. <laughs> so you know full about it, right? Um, so that's one that I'm really that's very near and dear to my heart. I actually sit on Georgie's board. You know, um, I love all of them. We have Days for Girls, yep. which is a really beautiful organization because it actually gives period um, and vaginal wellness education, oh. right? To young girls, yeah. to young humans with vaginas, right? They call it Days for Girls, so that's why I said girl. That's nice. um, and then we work with Lava May. Yeah. Lava May is super dope. They actually provide, they provide showers. They provide personal care products for the unhoused community in California. So they'll just like pull up to an area yep. and they have like a truck and it has a couple of bathrooms in it. And you can like take a shower and you can shave and you mm. can like... Do all the things you need to do, which I feel like a lot of us don't realize how good we have it to be able to be like, oh, I just want to go take a shower. Yep. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Not even that. I just want to take a long shower today. All this stuff. Right? You know, like it's, we just say it. I it's like, my hair, yeah. right? Like, I think you know, we, we, we've known these stories for so long with amazing charities doing these great initiatives, but it's still... This is like, you know, I, I'm more in the, uh, in, in Indian Africa, um, both my parents are from African India. And for me, it's like, uh, a lot of the animal wildlife, which goes to the villages. And I still remind people, like, it's not something to like say, oh, I've heard about it. I did a bit of donation, but did. It's like, this is ever going, this isn't an, an issue that, you know, there might be a drought one way, there might be like a little natural disaster and then boom, it happens yep. even worse than three years ago. And yep. that's why we need to consistently remind people and tell people, because yeah, it's it's still there. It's um, and it's and it's never gonna not be there, unfortunately, right? Um, yeah. So we we've got some really dope organizations that we work with yeah. that are doing really beautiful, amazing work for humanity. Yeah. And, you know, it's just really important to us. Yeah. You know, no, you should be so proud. So proud. Well, before we go into fire run, I, I do want to talk about the future of the honeypot. What's on the horizon that you can share? Uh, what is sort of yeah. what you're excited about? I think that um, I'm excited for our growth. The last couple of years have been we've really had our head down. We've really been focused as a team to build the company and create the foundation for the business to be able to sustain insane growth in the next, in the future. Right. Um, and that has taken a lot of discipline, you know, that's taken a lot of, <laughs> that's taken a viral moment that, that, that at the time was really rough, but we learned a lot from it. Um, you know, it, it has just taken a lot for us to just go inside and, and look at, look at all the different parts of our organization and understand what we need to do to just dial in our processes, dial in our SNOPs, dial in all those things, um, our you know our systems, our operations, and and I think that it's paid off, which I'm very grateful for. You know, this year was a very light innovation year for us. We launched our amber sandalwood wash wipe and spray that are incredible. If you haven't tried it, please do. It's amazing. Amber sandalwood is like one of my favorite scent combinations. And then we launched some really beautiful sexual wellness products, an intimacy wipe, a vaginal stimulation serum, and a, um, and a, and a hybrid silicone and water-based lube, which is really good for, for uh, anal play. I don't know if you can say anal on here, yeah, but I you just You can say what you want on here. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people like to use it for, their, for, for, 
um, for uh, vaginal stimulation as well, which is fine. Um, You know, but the slip of it is necessary because water-based isn't always the best for that. Um, And so, you know, so I think in the future, you're actually going to continue to see more robust innovation from, from us coming out every year. Um, because we really drive a lot of innovation. We have a lot of things that we're excited about um, in the personal care and body space, you know. Um, and so those are things that I'm excited about with the future. And just the team, yeah. you know, this is like my my team is just... The family, the fam. Um, That's it. It's yeah. the family. And I just feel like I'm so grateful for them. Because they're so good. Oh, yeah. Like, they're so, 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 so good. Like, there is literally nothing that we can go through that we can't get through. Does that That's, make sense? No, it makes sense. I also think yeah. it's it's the passion that they have, you know, and, and obviously the, the, the brand that they get to work on and with and for. Yeah. It does just create yeah, that, yeah. that environment. It's a, it's a whole 360. Um, yeah, it's a whole 360. And a lot, lot of companies tell me, like, oh, like the team is, like, the worst part and it's the most stressful part. And I'm like, well... You know, it can part. be the best part. It can be times, of course, it can be tough. Like like a like a family, right? Like you have fights, you have issues. <laughs> that happens. Right. New people come in, people leave, quit. It it happens. But it should always right. feel the best part. It should always. I agree. If not, change something. <laughs> so I say exactly. You know. <laughs> but um, so fire round questions. But I have a desert island situation. I always ask all my guests. So before we go to fire round, imagine I'm inviting you to. Uh, retreat, uh, desert island, but uh, TSA is being super strict and they're saying you can only bring one product, um, which is, you know, I guess, what is your go-to that you'll be bringing on this island? My Volvo wash. The Volvo wash, yeah. It's, uh, it's I, I guess, and also like just on that product, how long like does the product last usually? How many washes? Just for people to know. Uh, that really depends. Yeah. You know, it's so relative. I'm a person who takes two in the summertime, maybe two to three showers a day. Okay. Yeah. So for me, that wash might last me for like two weeks. I'm like listening to that and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm not, I was like, I was like, I was like two or three times. No, obviously not a week. That'd be quite bad. But like, I was like, Oh gosh, I did one today. If I'm like, not if I'm lucky, I did one today. I did one today. (laughs) I I need to do more. I need to shut up. Continue. (laughs) No, I mean, there, there are some people that don't bathe every day, and like, oh gosh, that's their business. No, I, I do, I do bathe every day. I'm just putting it out there. I know there. you do. I know you do. Maybe not two times. And if you don't bathe every day, it's okay. Just maybe don't it, leave it too long, like for the people around right. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know where that question went, but uh, but, but I love it. But it's true. It depends on your your frequency. It depends on your usage. I guess how many pumps. But more or less, it, it lasts you a good amount of time, which is great. I think that's important. It like, can last you anywhere from two weeks to some people, you know, because also the size of the vulva matters too, mm-hmm. right? Like if he's got a little that's vulva, I, yeah, you exactly. probably need less wash, right? Yep. Um. So yeah. It just depends. And also habits. Like I know people talking from a shampoo perspective that just like put like 10 pumps. And I'm like, uh, that's just a bad habit and, of over sometimes, uh, you know, using product, which you don't need to use that much sometimes. Yeah. And I am a person who I am that customer. Like 
I like to see foam. foam. It makes me feel better. Aroma. Life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, it's actually easy for us because I don't know, like I do buy products, but I also get sent a lot of products from my founder friends. So I don't feel like as like, oh, I'm putting my, like, yeah. but then later if I, I do imagine, if I spend like an Augustinus Bada, like, like shampoo, I'm like, oh, that's like couple of dollars per pump i gotta be careful how much i use but when you have products like yours are just so well priced but so efficacious like go crazy you know you, you. you're allowed yeah. to uh, right. so, so fire round there's a first thing that comes to your mind three questions so the first question is what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving right now i love everyday oil oh mm. my gosh it has Palo Santo and sandalwood and oh, it smells so good. And it actually makes my skin. Sometimes, you know, you can put oil on and then a couple hours later, you're ashy. Yeah. Not with this. It, uh, like, I get lasts. it on my elbows. I get it on my. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to get this straight after this. This is so it's cool. It's so good. And it Everyday beautiful. oil. There's a different scent as well. Do you know the name of the scent? I get the one that has a Palo Santo in it. And then I get the every morning. Uh, they have like I a morning one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Yeah, the, the mainstay and early morning, those two. Mainstay. Yeah, that's the one. I'm going to get that. Nice. Oh, thanks for that. That's why I asked the question because I can uh, check out some new brands. <laughs> <laughs> so cheers. You, you're an influencer. You should get commission. Uh, so next question. What and where is your happy place? Oh, Costa Rica. Oh, yeah, Costa Rica is beautiful. It's a... Uh, yeah, yeah. Costa Rica, but said better... Anywhere where there's a lot of nature yeah. and not a lot of people and not a lot of 5G and EMF. And I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, That's why I, I go to Africa like uh, every end of year. I have to go yeah. to usually uh, my dad was born in Uganda, but I'll go to like Kenya, Uganda or Namibia and, and I'll just be yeah. in the in the. And with the animals, no phone, just like I need to ground, ground myself. Me too. Just get out, you know? Yeah. So Costa Rica all day. That's amazing. And my last question is, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would you be doing right now? I'd probably actually be in the natural food business. Mm. And I'd probably be like a vice president of sales or something. That's very specific. I love that. That's so cool. Um, Well, you never... Yeah, because you used to work at Whole Foods. Or, no, did I, was that, I no. worked at Whole Foods. Yeah, and then I worked as a food broker. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, mate. and then I left from being a food broker, and I was a salesman, an area sales manager for a kale chip company. So then, my natural progression would have been to stay in the startup world mm. and work for growing brands in the um, in the health and wellness business. That's probably that's what so I think cool. About. But isn't it, isn't it so funny? Like I always like, cause I, I had a corporate life once and now having created your own brand, it's sort of yeah. near impossible to go back once you've it, yeah, done it. it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. I just will probably create something else just because I, I don't know. I've been my own boss for so long. I can't imagine. Sames, sames. But the yeah. type of work that I did prior prior and while, because I had a full-time job, yeah. our whole team, with the exception of one person, and there was only mm. like four of us in the beginning, mm. we had full-time jobs all the way up until 2017 when we got into Target. Oh, wow. So oh, okay, so, so that is insane. Wait, yeah. okay, that's crazy. But that also, like, you know what, like, I like I think that's a big message as well for anyone listening. Like, you know, there's this whole, like, queer, just go don't for quit. it don't like you can there's enough like you can try to do both and then till that point where there's like 
maximum fatigue or the big launch is coming. I did the same. <laughs> I used to work at Dio and I told my CEO, I said, I'm going to build Fable. And then the minute I'm about to launch Sephora, I might need to quit, but I'll stay until, and I got my residual income. I got my time. Also some balance. Cause when you're starting and you're growing, you have a lot of time as well to like wait for replies from retailers or wait for, you, you know, you, exactly. And I actually think it's good for you. I think it's so good. Too. It's good discipline because when you have your own business, especially in the beginning, yeah, you have like, fucking four or five, six jobs. Exactly. Like you're doing, you are everything, yeah. right? In the beginning, Simon was finance, um, <laughs> all things HR. Yeah. We were both kind of handling ops. I was ops, sales, face, everything. innovation, everything, right? Like it's good for you to work and do your business until your business can actually feed you and pay you more. In my right. opinion. Exactly. In I agree. my opinion. You no, know, I, I actually agree. But also, we both did the similar thing of that. I didn't do as long as you because I did like take, I did like quit four months before we actually did launch. Um, yeah. But just because we were launching day one Sephora. So you can imagine like 600 stories. It was a bit like, I like, yeah. need to be careful on that. And then the pandemic happened, which is great. Um, but uh, I, de- I definitely felt the value also was while I was building, I would go to my colleagues in the office and go to head of legal and be like, do you mind like, am I doing this right? And I was like getting some like semi-free work by just advising from all the the big company I was working for. Right. Exactly. And you didn't take food out of your business's mouth. Exactly. I I, I didn't pay myself for a long time, you know, Um, because you you can't, your, your business really needs that to be able to do what it needs to do, right? Exactly, and so, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I totally I agree. I fully agree. Well, no, it's been, honestly, everyone I've met who spoke, so high, spoke about you spoke so highly and I knew I'd love this podcast, but I just loved it Thank more. Thank you. So you've just shown That's that. So but nice. where can everyone continue to follow you and, and the brand, um, all the social? Yeah. Uh, you, for the brand, you can follow us on social media at um, The Honeypot Co., Yep. Our Instagram is like legendary. It's like the best. It's best, best class. Like, <laughs> like your animation, this animation video got like 20. Like, I got so many, like, I was like, I showed my sister, I was like, this is class. This is better than Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, we're also on TikTok. It's terrible because I don't remember what that is, but if you look probably, up the, I'll put the link. I'll put, it's probably the yeah, same. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, you can find us at, on the honeypot.co. We're sold on Amazon widely now. Um, you can um, you can also find us in your neighborhood Target, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Myers, Kroger's. Um, you know, so so yeah, like you 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 can throw a stone and you can find us if you want to figure out what stores nearby. You can go to our website and go to our store locator and put in your zip code, or you can just order on Amazon or order at home. Right, like you can get it through Prime. The, the thing that the thing with us is that we want to be wherever our humans can find us. I love that. And so that's yeah. it. And you've and you've you've you know it's such a proud moment to be able to to be able to do that. Right? It takes time. It takes money. It takes it takes time. It takes and sacrifice. You, and yeah, it's not, it can't and you want it night. to take the time that it takes. You don't want to rush. Yeah. You don't want to rush. rush it. 
no, no, no. It's hundred <laughs> percent. You don't want to, and B, like if you do, you're gonna have to pass all that cost to the customers, which is not right. So you know, yeah. everything happens at the right moment. Uh, that 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 you want to grow your business as well, right? You could if, get a ten million dollar check from year day one. Not always. You can. You can really you can really fuck it up if you get too much money too quick. I think, and that's why you know we're still self funded as long as I can be. Um, uh, means I you know all my counter founder friends that have brands our size or are getting 10 million size this year i actually sat to myself i was like i don't need that much money though i was like i actually like i don't what would i do with all that money and akash if you have to ask yourself that you don't need it you don't need it i I don't need to grow that if you don't if you don't know what you're going to spend it on you don't need it right you we're we're in an age right now where that that moment of capitalism, raising a lot of money, only focusing on the top line, having these valuations that are absolutely thirdly ridiculous. Yeah. Just because you're a tech brand or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like no, no disrespect to anybody that was able to raise the money and do all the things, but raising capital, it's kind of like the art game. The shit has to hold up. It's, it's got two, it's like, it's like, you know, when you open it, there's so, it looks shiny and we live in an industry, unfortunately, where someone yeah. puts an article out there and everyone's like, so proud of you. Congratulations. Amazing. And, and yeah. it's like, is, where, where does ego battle reality of what's actually healthiest and best for, for what's needed and also for what you want to do and with your own life and with this company. Like I agree, you know, like if you want yeah. to sell in two years time, okay, maybe it, rush. I don't know. I don't know. It's your, if you want to do that, it's your business. Right. But like, we've always, I don't want to say pride in ourselves. Cause I don't really love the word pride and proud. I, I don't really love those words. Yeah. And those so you value, you valued yourself. I think is we, the, is, we, yeah. we have valued ourselves on not telling people how much money we raise, how much money we make. That has kept us out. That has kept us out of conversations. That has kept us out of getting certain awards. Certain articles, so many things, right? Yeah, Yeah. we're we're in an age where it it is popular to talk about these things. But like in my in my opinion, and this is the last thing I'll say because I know we need to wrap up. It's bet I can't I shouldn't say it's better. In my opinion your business should be able to stand on its own two feet. It should be able, it should, it should, it should be, it should be a big business just because it's a good business and you're doing good business. Right. I think that if you're a founder and you're listening to this, one thing that is really important is to try not to compare yourself to others. Mind your own business, build a really good business, be lean, be disciplined, be focused. If you need to raise money, raise it. Don't raise a shit ton of money just because you can. I, I don't come from that school of thought. I don't believe in it. I never, ever, ever will. And this is my opinion, and you can take it with a grain of salt. But, like, raise what you need on the right valuation, right? And and and, and take your time. And, and, and don't, don't be racing. You know, we're hearing, we're hearing things like people talking about they want to be the next billion-dollar business. Understand that it can take 15 years to be a billion dollar business. Yeah. Right. And, and and it's okay to not even do it. It's uh, okay and, to not even do it. And that is right. It. And so, yeah. you know, so I, I just think that it's important for us to be, um, to be conscientious of how we're comparing ourselves to do things that are actually realistic. 
um, and to do things well, just want to do things well yep. and be responsible. If you're making products that people are going to put on their skin, make that shit well, make it beautiful, yeah. make it efficacious. Yep. If people are going to eat it, it should taste good and it should benefit their body. Do it responsibly. Yeah. You know, don't, don't be all over the place. Don't, that's my brother. Hey. Hilarious. Hey. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was noticing something there and I was like, what is that? <laughs> You know, but, oh, but amazing. But yeah, you know that that's a soapbox. That, no, I, I I have goosebumps because also like I am literally like this is like in tune with everything I believe in, and I feel yeah. uh, I don't really hear many people say it. They might feel it, but they don't say it because it doesn't seem a popularized opinion by what we see on headlines, what we see with retailers and investors. But I think it's really important to mind whatever industry and beauty brand, fan, whatever you create. Like, like I've actually done a talk on this recently. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up in a second, but like gov- happiness is the most important thing we need to focus on. Most happiness important. we have for ourselves, what we have for others, the ones buying our products and also our, our team, our, everyone. And actually wealth, which is often this evaluation number of race, doesn't equate to happiness. You have something called like sudden wealth syndrome where most billionaires are depressed because they don't know they're going to lose the money. They don't know how they made the money. They don't feel good about how they made money. What ultimately governs happiness, which I found through all these research and all these Harvard Business School studies was what you did with the money and how good it made people's lives and your own life. And ultimately that is the priority to think about, not how much number statistic it's what, what, what would I feel? What would people, what would the planet feel? What would my customers feel if I did yep. this? And I think it's about what I want if I do is have all these stakeholders in your head and every decision you do in your business, you hold a virtual boardroom meeting in that instant and you say, you, 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 you. Okay, I've considered all of you. Now actually, yes, making $10 million, raising this is good because I can do this, this, this. Then that's cool. Exactly. But if you didn't address this virtual boardroom, I, I actually feel sometimes we, we don't, we, we, it can be very dangerous. And this is where you see all these stories about this IPOs and this yeah. and that. And then, and then people celebrate it. And then I'm like, I know what's going to come in a year's time. Everyone's going to be back mouthing, back mouthing it because it was like, yeah. oh, that was so unsustainable. Look, they laid off 80 people. They did yeah. that. And it's because they didn't think like this. So yeah, I, I, I fully agree. And I feel, um, you know, that's our opinion. Again, uh, yeah. do what you got to do with it. But at the end of the day, um, be responsible and, and and be happy. That's it. And, and happiness and wellness is the real wellness. That's it. That's that is all the other shit. Humans made that. Shit. That's your last thought when you leave this planet. It's yep. that feeling, not oh, what's my hate? What's my bank saying? You know, yeah. what's my what's my house yeah. saying? No. Agreed. So I love. Uh, it's, I've loved speaking to you. Uh, we're gonna catch up in person. It's just the beginning. But thank you for your time. I really appreciate. Thank it. you. Take care, Akash. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. 
Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.